0: Thank you very much, well done. And uh, Dorothy, we got a little Wally movie going on Friday night, right? That's right, so uh, did you see that in your L? So if you want to come bring your family and uh, eat some popcorn and enjoy Wally with uh, some church friends and a week from Friday, is that right? A week from Monday, week from tomorrow, Prime Timers is on, so that's good stuff coming up. If uh, you were a part of the Read Through the Bible in a Year, um, remember we gave you January to catch up? Catch up month was January, that's why we're now first week of February. Uh, Actually it's going to be the 21st, it's in your bulletin, uh, right after the second service. You're invited, if you read through the Bible, bring a guest. You get a free guest, they can come with you, we're going to eat together, and then we're going to go and I'd like you to come ready to share what's the the best thing you learned while you read. Uh, so we're going to share a little bit and, and hear what you learned and, and others will share what they learned, but that'll be a, a nice time together. Um, I guess I'm always a little hesitant to over, over-sell, over-promise, but but here's what, what I'm pretty sure for some of you... Uh, the passage we're going to look at today might be the most important section of God's Word that you're going to hear all year long. So uh, I, I guess uh, uh, we just really need to dig in and be, uh, be ready to hear what the Lord has to say because I'm convinced that, that for some of you, um, this is where you're at and uh, you need to grab a hold of the answers that we're going to look at in God's book together today. Uh, Today we're going to talk about stress, hurried, rushed, overwhelmed, racing, overscheduled, running, exhausted, exhausted, worn out. And as the pace of life increases, and oh yeah, it is. uh, Northern Michigan, we might be five, ten years behind, but as the rest of uh, the world increases, so are we. Uh, We just might be a step slower than they are, but it just keeps going faster. I believe that Satan's best attack for us today as followers of Jesus is to get us going so fast on our treadmills, and I'm really not talking about exercise, you understand that, okay? We're on so fast, uh, racing around life, that we really don't have time for the best things, which is... Really, an ingenious attack. Uh, we we don't have to deny Christ. We we don't have to do some awful, sinful things. If we just get so busy that we don't have time for the best things, he wins. He wins because then we wind up stressed and hurried and rushed and overscheduled and exhausted. Uh, we're going to pick up today, and I've been uh, looking forward to today. Uh, we're back in Luke's Gospel, if you have your Bible. Uh, we are uh, journeying through Luke during the school year, and today we're in Luke chapter 10. Uh, I find it interesting that Luke was inspired by the Holy Spirit not just to write down what the Lord wanted Dr. Luke to write down, but I think the order of when he wrote things down has meaning as well and we'll look at that in a little bit. But uh, today uh, Dr. Luke brings us right into the home of one of the best friends of Jesus. Actually three of the best friends of Jesus. Uh, Mary, Martha and probably little brother. Anybody know Mary and Martha's little brother? His name is? Anybody? Lazarus. Uh, They had a house just outside of Jerusalem. And uh, Doctor Luke records for us today. I think it's the only time in all of the Gospels where Jesus confronts someone who's stressed and hurried and overwhelmed and overscheduled, and it's not good. Okay, this this is I think the only time that that I'm aware where he looks at somebody who's racing and running and uh, exhausted, and he actually confronts them on it. So, uh, maybe that's you here today as we stand together. If uh, your tank's running on empty, and your treadmill is cranked all the way up, yep, let's stand. Uh, This this passage very well may be for you today. Luke chapter 10, we'll start with verse 38. Let's... uh, out loud declare God's Word together You ready here we go as Jesus and his disciples were on their way he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made she came and asked Lord Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Let's pray. Lord, uh, once again, uh, we recognize that uh, we need you. We need your book. We need all that only you can bring us to bring instruction to our lives. So I want to pray for those who are standing right now here in your church who are exhausted and overwhelmed and their tanks are either on or very near empty. Lord, I believe uh, this passage... Is for them. And uh, Lord, even for those who are standing whose tanks are maybe uh, up to half a tank or even three quarters, Lord, it's a reminder to us about the absolute necessity to keep our tanks full. Teach us today from your word, Lord. And may this encounter that uh, your son had with Mary and Martha, may, may these words instruct and challenge and convict. And correct and especially Lord might they bring encouragement Lord help Jeff get out of the way because <laughs> uh, the absolute last thing we need to do is to hear from these goofy lips Lord we need to hear today from your son and from your word so we just pause and we're asking that you might instruct us today and uh, help us to have listening hearts help us to have minds that are able to uh, tune in to exactly what you have to say to us. Show us Lord your plan for running this race called life and Lord show us specifically what you have planned for us as your followers and all the church at Walloon Lake said with one voice you may be seated Mary and Martha had a brother Lazarus you said and uh, He's uh, the one that Jesus raised from the dead, John chapter 11. Uh, Lazarus is missing from this story. I think Martha sent him to Meyer to go get some groceries, go to the market. We're missing a few items. uh, So I think that's why he wasn't included. Anyway, um, before we dissect this passage, I guess I want to say a few good things. Uh, about Martha. I I think Martha likely had the gift of hospitality. This isn't the only place in in John's gospel. She's uh, uh, entertaining people. She seems to really want to use her gift of hospitality to uh, bring this amazing meal to Jesus and his disciples. Um, So uh, I guess we need to uh, acknowledge that she has a gift and I think she wanted to use it I think she wanted to extend warm hospitality and send a message of love. Uh, And I think those of you who have that gift of hospitality, you love others by extending and using your gift. Uh, I think her motives were good. So let's just acknowledge that before we go on. So uh, let's just picture, okay, um, Jesus and the disciples, the twelve, have... Arrived, and now Martha is going to get ready to serve everybody a meal. And I picture her, she's got uh, homemade rolls and they're rising. She hasn't put them in the the oven yet. Uh, Salad still needs to be mixed. The table has not been set. Uh, She looks in the oven a couple times and the meat isn't quite done yet. She's thinking, you know, I haven't put the topping on the dessert, uh, when's Lazarus going to get here I sent him for croutons and butter he's probably taking his time and talking like he always does and, face, and sweats rolling down her face she wants to get flowers on the table and then she goes to get the baskets for the rolls in the pantry and that's where this story goes uh, a little uh, uh, crazy and she sees her sister Mary and, and she's doing what? In her mind, what's she doing? Nothing. Nothing. She's busting her tail. She's running to and fro. And now that lazy sister of hers, good for nothing, sister of mine, the meat needs to be sliced. The water needs to be fetched. The table and the silverware needs to be set. And that's when Martha snaps. Okay, And she does... Uh, we're going to look at it. She, I believe she blows a gasket. Uh, if she was a volcano, Mount St. Martha goes off as she comes unglued. She's angry, she's ticked, and she goes storming in the room. Now, you know, different people do it different ways. So she might have just went around the corner and give her sister the look, you know. But that's not Martha's style. Uh, she bursts into the living room. That's what we would call it. And Jesus is sitting there and enjoying conversation. Okay, you got the picture. And, and the guys are all and they're probably they would sit at a table, uh, so they or kind of lay down a little bit and they're just talking and maybe laughing about the events of the day. Uh, and Jesus has been doing battle with the Pharisees all day long in Jerusalem. And now, verse forty, Martha goes after. First of all, who does she go after? This is interesting. Verse 40, look at it. She goes after Jesus. (laughs) Lord, talking to Jesus, don't you care that my sister... Now you know someone's mad when they won't even call her by name. Lord, uh, my sister, she's just sitting there and she's left me to do the work all by myself. Notice the key question... Jesus you you don't care about me you don't care now let's just pause for a moment who is Martha confronting here she's confronting Jesus the Christ (laughs) she's confronting God with skin on she is going after the second person of the Trinity who's left the splendor and the glory of heaven to come and walk amongst them and teach them and then it's just a little bit of time he's going to go to the cross. By the way, our bulb is blown, so whoever our bulb changer on the cross got to have the cross lit. That's pretty wrong, don't you think? Anyway, uh, he's, he's I just wanted to work that in there a little bit. But he's, he's been out all day long, God with skin on, and now he's exhausted and just wants to enjoy some relaxing time with his friends. And I picture... Uh, Martha, she's got the finger wagging as she talks to Jesus. Uh, I think she's wagging her finger. Lord, don't you care that my sister, and she's right in his face, uh, and she tells Jesus what to do. Think about that. Uh, Jesus, uh, tell that lazy sister of mine, keep the finger wagging in your head, to get out here and help me. Tell her now, son of man. Tell her now prince of peace tell her how messiah man you, you tell her that I want her in here with me what's wrong with you <laughs> uh, if you were Jesus what would you have done <laughs> picture that finger in your face and you are the creator and the sustainer of the universe and I guess I would just say isn't it a good thing that we're not Jesus Jesus <laughs> It's a really good thing that we don't have that power to come back uh, like we might. Notice how gentle and patient Jesus is with Martha. Verse 41. Martha, Martha. I think he's saying, calm down. Foot off the throttle, girlfriend. Uh, Back up. Back back the truck up a little bit. You're worried and you're upset about what, what does it say? Many things. You're you're all over the place. Uh, Jesus doesn't rebuke her hard work. Instead, he says, you're all worked up about many things. But I want you to know, look at verse 42. Here's the key. That really, only one thing is needed. Really, Martha, only one thing is necessary. Martha, I didn't come to your house for a seven-course gourmet meal. I came to visit and enjoy friendship and fellowship with you. I came to enjoy you and so you could enjoy me. Um, And I'm not going to send your sister out into the kitchen to do a dozen little things that you think are the priority because they're not. Martha, um, why don't you just come out here and relax? I think that's what he's saying. Martha, come on, enjoy some time with me. You're rushing around, you're exhausted, you're frustrated, and now you're just full of resentment right now. You're just uh, off the rail. And I just want you to come in with me um, because I want you to understand Mary has chosen the better thing. Mary has chosen the best thing. And, and by the way, what is Mary doing right now? Answer? Answer? What is Mary doing? She's just sitting and enjoying her time with with Jesus. She's listening and talking and enjoying fellowship and conversation with Jesus. That's that's the best thing. That's the better thing. Now, I I just want to point something out right now because I think this is very interesting. If you have your Bible, uh, Dr. Luke records this story... But I want you to go just before this story. I mean, this is immediate before the story. In Luke chapter 10, um, before a volcanic Saint Martha goes off, coming unglued, look at Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. Um, Dr. Luke records the story of the good Samaritan. So here's what's interesting Jesus says, basically, in the story of the Good Samaritan, who's your neighbor they want to know? And then he tells them this story. Well, when you see somebody in need, that's your neighbor. And here's the story. There was this guy, and robbers grabbed him, beat him up, almost killed him, stole everything from him, left him on the side of the road as though he were dead. And then some really religious people come by the nearly dead guy. Who were who they? There's a priest and there's a Levite and they see the nearly dead guy and what do they do? Um, not me. Not today. I, I'm busy. I've got meetings. I've got appointments. I, I've got some really important religious things to do. I'm not helping him. They walk on the other side of the road. And then there's this Samaritan man and He sees this guy bleeding and nearly dead on the side of the road. What does he do? He jumps in. He takes him and he pays to have the man cared for and he gets involved. What's the point Jesus is making here? Uh, When you see someone in need, what should you do if you're able? Help them, yeah. If you see someone in need and you have the ability and the capability to help, help them. Be willing to jump in And love your neighbor by serving them. Now, hold on. That's the message just before Mary and Martha. And now you got Mary and Martha. Think with me now. Um, uh, Martha, you're too busy. You're involved with many things. You're too rushed. You're too hurried. You're serving too much. You see, kind of, it, it almost feels like a mixed message. Jump in and help when you can. Um, But Martha, you're way too busy and you're serving too much. Um, So which is it, Jesus? Make up your mind. Uh, Stop and serve your neighbor like the Samaritan? Or is it cook and clean and prepare a gourmet meal like Martha? You understand why why it's kind of interesting that these two are set right on top of each other? Listen, uh, uh, there is an answer here. Jesus said what Mary chose was better. Why? Because Mary chose to get her spiritual tank filled first. What he's saying here in this Mary and Martha story is, our priority is to first sit at Jesus' feet. First, make sure your tank is filled and and spend some time and allow that fellowship with the Lord to fill your tank and then go serve your neighbor. And, And then jump in and serve others with a full tank of Jesus. Here's where Martha went wrong. Give me your eyes, okay? Here's where uh, she forgot to do the first thing first. It's pretty obvious that Martha is trying to serve Jesus and the disciples on an empty tank. Does that make sense? In other words, she, she went in and her, her tank was either on empty or very near empty. And you're asking, well, how do you know that? Well, if you just listen a little bit, Luke chapter 10, uh, she's upset. She's irritable. She's exhausted. She's full of resentment. She was even willing to go after Jesus. She's so overwhelmed and rushed. That's how you know you're on empty. That's how you know it's not good. We are first, if you're taking notes, this is huge, and for some of you, this might be the best lesson you learn all year, okay? Uh, First, love the Lord your God. How are you supposed to love the Lord your God with all your what? Heart, soul, mind, love Jesus. Go and sit at Jesus' feet and get your tanks filled as you spend time with Jesus. And uh, feast on His Word. And Uh, Get filled with His Spirit. Uh, First, go spend time in the living room with Jesus. That's the first priority. What's the second of the great commands? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. And then what are you supposed to do? Then you love your neighbor as yourself. Then you go and, and you attend to the guy on the side of the road who's nearly dead and needs somebody to serve and love him. Um, Here's what you need to know, that's always the order that we're supposed to do things. And when we mix up the order, that's when we get in trouble. That's what Martha's trouble was. She was attempting to serve and love, but she didn't do the first thing first. Um, And that's when you're dangerous, and that's when I'm dangerous. Listen, when you're trying to serve others, and you haven't spent time with the Lord, I promise you, you are a danger in the things you say because it's going to be ugly, it's going to be dangerous and and she's in there trying to serve and she's filled with resentment and she's angry and she's upset and she's irritated and when you try to serve others on an empty tank, you and I are going to be just the same way. Every single time. Why? Because I didn't do the first thing first. I didn't go sit in the living room with Jesus before I tried to get out there and serve everybody around me. We will, if we continue, serving others, and I'll start in the home, serving family, serving friends, serving people at work, serving your boss, serving the customer. When you're trying to serve other people and your tank is empty, that's a recipe for burnout and it will destroy relationships. Because the things you're saying, they're not nice. When I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed and rushed and overscheduled and exhausted, things don't go well when we're that way. If you keep giving ourselves to neighbor love and we're not replenishing our, our tanks, you just can't stay with it. And after a while, you just quit. I quit. And some of you have quit. (laughs) I'm not serving anymore. I'm tired of it. You're not pulling your weight. And I don't think you're doing what I'm doing. So I just quit. And we just try to survive. And the people around you who need to see Jesus in you, to love and serve them, listen closely. The people who desperately need to see Jesus in your life, they look at you you and they say, well, you're just as hurried as I am. You're just as frantic and exhausted as I am you don't you don't live any differently than me. And they're right. So, here's the hard question. When it comes to serving your neighbor, when it comes to serving your family, your uh, spouse, your wife, your husband, your parents, your children, when it comes to serving the people at work, how about the people in the praise band, Susan? Uh, people at school, people in your community small group, um, people who live next door, are you serving with a full tank? (laughs) Are are you daily running back to the Lord and getting your tank refilled so you have some power upon which to draw from? Or could it be you're more like the Levite and the priest? I'm sorry, I'd like to serve, I'd like to take care of my neighbor, but, but I'm at my limit. Just, I just can't do it. I, I, I know there's a need there, but I'm worn out. And uh, <laughs> and after a while, we just get easily irritated. Um, I brought this. Sorry, Denise, I'll bring it home. But um, here's, here's what it reminds me of. Uh, this was the... Uh, uh, tool of instruction around my house growing up. It was uh, the wooden spoon. And, and you just, just want to shake it at people because you're, you're so tired, you're so weary, you're so exhausted. Now I'm resentful of everybody around me. Why? Because I've allowed my tank to get empty and suddenly now I'm doing the dishes and you're just sitting there and you're watching TV and, and I'm, I'm vacuuming and I'm doing the hard stuff. Why am I always serving and nobody else is pulling their weight. And here's the sad thing. You ready? And then when you live this way for a while, and it goes on and it goes on, after a while, we, we get into some really bad places. Some of you, some of us, we, we withdraw. We get really, uh, we want to just don't, leave me alone. Just leave me in my own little world. Um population me I'm going to have myself a little pity party and I'm just going to withdraw and be passive Are you ready This is when when we live this way for a while some of us overeat some of us overdrink some of us overmedicate some of us overspend and some of us we just try to find an escape why because you're worn out you're exhausted you're stressed you're to the max and your tank continues to be on empty and I'm just telling you we, we go to some really bad places why because you and I as followers of Jesus were never meant to live on empty that's not the way the Lord he said you're my friends I want you to come and just hang out with me this my feet come and hang with me that's the place of life that's the place of joy and you're just living on fumes and you're exhausted. And then you say stupid things. <laughs> so, so let me just have you, uh, you just do a little diagnosis of you right now, okay? Uh, Julie, our school teacher, helped me out here, so thank you, Julie. Um, here's fuel tank. Where, where, where are you right now today when it comes to that inner tank, your, your tank... That either uh, is bringing life and joy and enabling you to serve or it's, it's not. Where, are you on empty? Is that where you've been living recently? Been living a quarter, quarter tank right there? Half? Three quarters? And, and by the way, if you're here and, and you've been consistently keeping your tank and your walk and, and you're sitting at Jesus' feet regularly, well done keep it up (laughs) because it's a daily thing and and it has to be a daily thing because if it's not we go right back to the old ways Um, here's the second question, you ready? what do you need to do to get your tank full and stay full? what is it that you need to do in the coming week to be able to love and serve the people that Jesus brings your way and you're not going to be irritable about it You're not going to be resentful about it. You're not going to be upset and angry because you're having to serve them. What is it you need to do to change that all around? I just want you to pause for just a moment, okay? Just shut your eyes and say, Lord, uh, would you show me? Would you make it clear? Would you make it obvious? Because I know for a fact Some of us here today, we've been living on empty. And if you were just gut level honest, you'd just say, you know what, I'm exhausted. I'm stressed. I'm overscheduled. I'm overwhelmed. And something needs to change. Here's the great news. (laughs) The Lord wants to help you. Amen. Okay, I'm going to give you a few thoughts. Because I'll just share, this has been a continual battle for me. Um, I, I've recognized that if I don't keep my tank filled, then every time someone wants to call, and, and uh, Pastor Jeff, um, I'm struggling here. And if my tank's on empty, maybe Anita, you can identify. I'm thinking, well, why are you talking to me about that? Go talk to Anita, go go talk to bob uh, i'm 'm literally i'm telling you when i 'm on empty and, and someone's trying to put a straw in my tank and i don't have much left i 'm resentful no 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 I, i'm I'm already down past a quarter tank, and now you're sucking me dry no, no i, I won't tell you that usually um, but that's how i 'm feeling on the inside. oh great, I got it. I got to do another sermon, or I have to go to another meeting, and, and I get in the meeting, and I'm not very nice, and I'm ornery, and, and, and everybody's wondering what's wrong with him. Okay, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with Jeff. You ready? I let my tank get low. <laughs> and, uh, and, and here's the crazy thing even on some days, you start with a full tank. You ever had this? And, and man, it's a crazy day. And as the day goes on, the tank's going and it's getting, it's getting less and less and less. This past week, I started with a full tank and now I'm doing battle with FedEx. Anybody ever do battle with FedEx? Somebody, somehow they got our P.O. box and they won't deliver to a P.O. box, but the person uh, on the other end of the line does not speak the English I speak. And I started off pretty nice, okay? And the longer, and I, after I repeated myself the seventh time, and then on the fourth call, oh yeah, you, you're all set now, Mr. Ellis. And the next day they haven't come. And anyway, uh, I'm not nice. <laughs> I'm not gentle. I'm not kind any longer. And I, and I find myself getting louder and louder as though this gentleman in India can hear me better as I get louder. Uh, and it's like the Lord said, you know what, Jeff, he, he, he needs a splash of Jesus too. It's a sign. You've got to go get your tank filled. So, first thing I've recognized, I know is true for me, and it's true for you, number one priority in life is daily get connected and sit at Jesus' feet. Okay. Would you please write that down? Okay, or, or if you don't have a pen, just use your finger because you know you're, you're making me feel better. Okay, But it's really true. If you don't get your tank filled with Jesus on a daily basis, ugly stuff is going to happen all day long. Why? Because you're just filled with old you. Old, sinful, selfish me and you. And that's not good. Now, I, again, I do better on some days than others, but I realize uh, for my wife's sake, for everybody around me's sake it's imperative that I go and get my tank filled every day I've even started I realize if I get out of bed and I haven't already started getting my tank filled um, it's probably pretty dangerous so I've even made the habit and it took me a while for this, um, get up about 15 minutes to a half hour earlier than you really want to than you really have to because that prevents rushing around and then I don't have time to get my tank filled and then I set myself up for an awful day. And worse, set up everyone around me for an awful day. And then i got to go around, I'm sorry I was wrong, please forgive me. And guys, I don't know about you, but I hate to say those words if I don't have to, right? So I'm just telling you, it's way worth it. I, I, need, I need to get up plenty of time to get the tank full and uh, dig into the Word and just spend some time talking with the Lord. Okay, So first thing is that's my priority. That's number one. More than anything else, I need to get connected with the Lord. Um, for me, music helps. Okay, Now maybe you're not a music guy, Myron, I don't know. But for me, and, and here's, I don't know why, but right now, this time in my life, I I don't want to listen to music with words. I like Christian praise music that's just instrumental. So that's my current thing right now. And I turn it down real low. And and sometimes Denise will say, what is that? I said, that's music. Can you hear it? Well, uh, a little bit. If it's too loud, then then I can't really do and think other things. But if it's just kind of in the background, it just kind of gently mists my soul and fills me up. And then... I find I'm kind of singing in my heart with some of those songs, okay? And and I know many of you have smartphones. It's it's not much. Just download it, Maranatha Music, Instrumental, and they have like 10 different options for like 99 cents, okay? Um, And some of you have programs you can get it for free. But anyway, that's just me. Um, At least once a day, here's my rule. I need to remind myself who's in charge, okay? And it ain't me. So at least once a day, I either try, I'm not going to go on my face, uh, but I either get on my knees or just flat out on my face. And I just tell the Lord, just want you to know, I realize you're awesome, I'm puny, you're the great and mighty one, and I am the goofy and prone to wander one. And I just want you to know, I need you to take charge of these bones. Because if you don't, I'm in deep trouble. Okay. And I find the days I don't do that, <laughs> it's not good. Um, I start thinking I'm the boss. I start thinking that I'm in charge. It, it, it's not good. Um, and I've also, I said this earlier, but you catch me and I'm on empty. I just want you all to know, I realize um, <laughs> I'm one of the shepherds here, but if you catch me and I'm either near empty or on fumes, I'm dangerous. I'm impatient. Uh, if, you, if you catch me and I'm getting sarcastic and a little rude and selfish, um, those are the warning signs for me. Oh, yeah, uh, the old gas gauge, the tank on Jeff is near. I, I better go get alone for a bit. Okay? And, and I share this a lot, and I know some of you say, why are you always talking about the bathroom? Uh, because. You know, I I guess I don't have to do that as much uh, because now the children are out of the house. Um, But I just learned that was a place that I could go lock the door and be alone. Uh, And and just go shut the door, lock the door, get away for a few minutes, and just talk with the Lord. Um, So I I just suggest that to you. Um, And instead of getting in the bathroom and you're looking at your book of faces, you're playing the... The candy smash or whatever you're doing. You know, what if you actually said, no, no, uh, I got a few minutes. I'm going to go get recharged and refilled with Jesus. Huh. Just a thought. Okay. Um, here's a question What steps do you need to take to every day this next week sit at Jesus' feet? What do you need? And if you don't have a plan, it probably won't happen. What do you need to do specifically to every day get your tank refilled? Again, I would just suggest maybe some of you need to to uh, take your radio station off a of big country and just pretend. No, no, I'm going to put my my phone on Big Jesus, and I'm just going to focus on Jesus when I'm in the car. Okay. Or again, when when you're got some minutes alone, Lord, I'm going to take these next few moments and instead of flipping on the TV, I'm just going to talk with you. Um, And I already told you, setting the alarm for the next morning, that's huge. okay? And here's the other thing I'm starting to learn, I don't pretend I got this one, but sometimes the trick to setting the alarm isn't setting the alarm 15 minutes early, it's actually going to bed 30 minutes earlier. And then you don't mind getting up 15 minutes earlier. And then you actually have some time to give the Lord your day instead of racing. Here's a fact. You ready? You cannot walk with Jesus in a hurry. I think some of us, we've convinced ourselves, "I, I can connect with Jesus on the fly. And I promise you, it's just not true. You cannot stay connected with the Lord Jesus, you can't get your tank full when you're in a hurry and you're rushed. It doesn't work that way. And uh, finally, if you've uh, been running on empty now for a while, I'd like to suggest to you that maybe there's some folks that you need to say you're sorry to. And it starts with Jesus. Lord, the greatest thing, the best thing in life is just to sit and listen and talk with you. And I've been neglecting that, and Lord, I I just want to say that was wrong. Help me, Lord, to change that. Show me. Give me a plan here. Uh, Maybe there's some family members, some friends, that you need to say, I'm sorry. (laughs) I've been walking around, and I've been pretty empty, and I've been pretty ugly, because I'm just full of me, and that's not very good. I'm sorry I was wrong. Would you please forgive me? And I want that to change. Maybe somebody at work, you've been pretty ornery with and, and the reason is because you're on empty let me say this in closing when followers of Jesus are walking around and our tanks are filled and full that's when eternal life changing stuff happens don't you want to be a part of eternal make a difference life changing stuff on a regular basis anybody other than me I want to make a difference in my life I want things to happen around me that has lasting, eternal consequences. That can only happen when our tanks, when when our lives are filled up with Jesus. Do you understand? Otherwise, everything we're doing is just it's just going to get burned up. It's wood stay, uh, straw hubble, stubble. Yes, you knew that. Uh, hubble is in the space flying around. Okay, I'm just telling you. A lot of us, our our, our lives, they're not not making any eternal difference. Why? And Jesus says, you know what? I created you not to live on empty, but I created you so that you could have life. Life to, though, you ready? To the full. To the full. Bow your heads. Shut your eyes. And Lord, we just pause right now before you. And we want to invite your still, small voice to come and take your word and apply it to our lives. Speak, Lord. As your kids, as your followers, we're listening. As we close, I just wonder, would you say, you know, Lord, uh, it's pretty clear I've been walking around far too often with an empty tank. (laughs) Haven't spent adequate time at your feet. Haven't made the time to get my tank refilled. um, And that's pretty clear because a good bit of the time I'm feeling irritated and resentful. Overwhelmed, exhausted, rushed, stressed. Anyone say, Lord, uh, you're talking to me. This passage is for me. I just want you to know, I know you're directing this my way, and I'm hearing and I'm listening. Anybody just respond? Lord, see my hand. Somebody in the balcony. Lord, overwhelmed, stressed, overscheduled, exhausted. So, what needs to change? If things aren't adjusted, if you're not going to make time to sit at Jesus' feet, nothing will change. What adjustments need to be made for you to drink and talk and listen and read? and just enjoy Jesus and allow him to fill your tank here's, here's the, the real, where it hits the road Lord, whatever you make clear whatever it takes I'm in, whatever it takes and if you're here today and you say I have no idea how to do this, Pastor Jeff okay, you ready? Start with Mark chapter 1 and just make time to feast and read and enjoy and say, Lord, show me what this has to say to me today. Feed me today from your book. And then the next day, go to Mark chapter 2 and do the same thing. Okay? That's real easy. If you've got nothing else, some of you, you have a program. Maybe you just haven't been working it. Um, maybe some of you need to switch a radio station. Some of you need to download some music. Maybe you need to get up 15 minutes earlier. Maybe you need to go to bed 30 minutes earlier. Maybe you need to switch activities when you're alone, and uh, whatever it takes, whatever is needed, uh, this walking around with an empty tank, those days need to mostly be gone. Whatever it takes, Lord. You show me, count me in. Now, I want to see how many of you would say that. Lord, not only am I exhausted and stressed and overwhelmed, overextended, rushed, irritable, filled with resentment a lot of the time, but Lord, whatever it takes, as you show me, count me in. Anybody say, Lord, see my hand now. Not not just the fact that you've identified that there's a problem, but I'm, I'm in, whatever it takes. Anybody else? Lord, count me in. Enough of living this way. This is an awful way to live. This is living like folks who don't know Jesus live. They've got no Holy Spirit. They've got no allegiance to the Word. They they don't even understand what it means to sit at Jesus' feet. Lord, Jesus, help us to understand that only a few things in life are necessary. And when you really get right down to it, only one to sit at your feet, listening, sharing our hearts with you, listening and loving you. Thank you for the privilege of sitting at those nail-scarred feet. Lord, grant us the grace to never regard this privilege casually. Forgive us, Lord, for so often neglecting what a great and awesome privilege it is. Help us, Lord, to come to you humbly and often. You're worthy to be adored and loved and worshiped. And Lord, we don't do that well when we neglect this privilege. So thanks for listening. Thanks for speaking to us. Uh, Help us, Lord, in your power as we sit at your feet to keep our tanks filled in this week ahead. It's in Jesus' faithful name we pray all these things.